and we are back. We're back with another episode of Civil Discord. Again, welcome back to all of our lovely and faithful listeners. Welcome back to everybody who is new. If this is your first time listening to the Civil Discord podcast, I'm one of your awesome hosts, Maurice. And across from me via the Zooms, as always, is Amanda. Amanda, how's it going today? I'm, I am doing well and in the People's Republic of California. And you uh, also have some news from the, the, the less communist dictatorship <laughs> of Texas. Yes, of, of Texas. <laughs> now, a lot of people think that Texas is just some great free state. And I will tell you that you're wrong if you think that. Um, but uh, but it, it is, it's, it's, been, it's been pretty hot down here, hot and heavy. I mean, it rains a lot. There's a lot of uh, humidity, especially where we live out, out in the coast, and uh, and it seems like a lot of um a lot of our democratic leaders, our democratic house leaders, are trying to leave our state, but it's not on good. It's not they're not leaving Texas because of the same way people leave in California. It's not the same thing, not at all. They're leaving Texas because evidently Texas has a a voting bill that is being forced through, um and. And oh man, I, I, before I get into it, um, that that's being forced through that they don't want to even deal with. Um, now, granted, I will, I'm going to tell you this: these they're two separate bills, so they're not even anything that's been voted on, not anything that's been sent back and forth via via amendments. How bills tip, typically go, whatnot. It's literally just it passed in their in their in their committee, and they're trying to bring it bring it to the floor, and they don't want to bring it to the floor. You want to know why they don't want to bring it to the floor? Because they're going to suppress people of color's votes. That's what they're going to do. They're going to suppress the votes of people because voting is a right and everybody needs that right. And that's a discussion that we can have on a later date. But everybody, they're, they're, they're trying to suppress the voting rights of the, people, of the people of Texas, the Republic of Texas. Everybody needs the right to vote. And we want to make sure that our, uh, our elections are not secure and make sure that everybody can do anything and everything within the vote. Oh, so man. can you explain to me, where is the part in the bill where it says that um, people of color won't be able to vote? Oh, it's not what? in there. Oh, it's I, not, okay. Yeah, so I was I, confused because yeah. I'm hearing that it's about preventing people of color. Was it, it, are there poll taxes? Is there something like that? I, I, I don't know if it's, um, if, if it's the fact that when I show up to vote, they say, oh, you're black, so you have to go vote in this line. And then, oh, you're of a different color. I don't even think they're doing that. So <laughs> I'm, I have, like, I've, I've kind of gone through this bill because I've listened to what people have said and what they're saying. I've listened to what Democrats have said. I've, I've listened to what Republicans have said. And I've actually, I actually follow my, uh, my, my, my local state representative. Um, if you guys want to follow him on Facebook, his name is Representative Cody Thane Vasut. Um, I will say I like him for the most part. Um, he, he's, he's a cool guy. I've talked to him, I've listened to some of his debates. We agree on some things. We probably don't agree on everything. Um, cause I feel like he's probably more of a, he's closer to a, a, a Republican via a little bit higher than a minarchist thinks that there's a lot of things the government should do. I don't think that, but, um, he, uh, he, he has some things. So in protest of these bills being produced to the floor to have a quorum, there were representatives, the Democrat representatives fled the state. They just up and left and said, we're not gonna do our job anymore. Um, now, I, I don't know if that, if, 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 if everybody has the ability to do that, to just say, hey, I'm not gonna do my job anymore and expect to get paid. Um, but- that Sounds great. That, that, that sounds fantastic. Let me do yeah. that. I would love to do that. Um, but I, I can't remember how many there were. There, there were quite a bit. Um, and so, what it is is, is you um, is when they leave, they don't have enough people to call a quorum. And when you don't have enough people to call a quorum, you can't vote on anything. You can't even function because of what's processing. And which I which I'm cool with. Like you want to make sure that it, that that if we're going to have a republic and we're going to have people represented, that you want to make sure that everybody that that everybody who wants to be there, um, who who wants to have their voice heard is actually there to have their voice heard and so forth. So I have no issue with, with, um, with the fact that they, need, that they need so many people to call a quorum, that's okay. But what I do have an issue with is you being upset because 
people don't because things don't go your way and you're trying to protect democracy which isn't is like just go and vote on it that's what you guys want you want democracy you want an even kill votes and so they decided to leave on a government funded trip to washington dc and they went to washington dc to protest this thing and so for this happened let's see day one because Cody Vasuk gives me day-by-day updates, which is phenomenal. Um, so it was day one, which is July 13th. They tried to call a quorum. Democrats said, no, we're on a plane. We're in D.C. And yeah, so they're, they're protesting this bill. So that, uh, that's what's happening so, so far. But we'll go deeper into it. Go ahead. I, I was going to ask, like, who, who is funding this? Because I was hoping against hope that maybe it was just their person. They were paying through their salaries. Because I, I mean, I just thought it would be too easy to critique. Uh, that's why I thought it would be too easy to criticize these lawmakers from on taxpayers dole fleeing from their job. Now, that is amazing. That would be like if I said to my school, you know what? I don't approve of and I don't approve of some of their the, some of the UC systems policies. I don't approve what you're doing with XYZ. So I'm going to leave uh, and I'm not going to do any of the writing and teaching and stuff that you're paying me to do, but you're still going to have to pay me. And in fact, you're also going to pay me to leave and run away. Yep. So that that wouldn't work if I tried to do that. Um, and evidently this is what they are doing. Yep. So on, on the taxpayer's dole, they are refusing to do their job yes. and traveling to DC, which by the way, like at least, why, why are you gonna run away to DC? Like at least be like Ted Cruz and run away to some, some, some tropical islands. If, if you're going to be blatantly corrupt and just not even hide it and use taxpayers' money to do this, go to Cancun. Exactly. All right, enjoy yourself and, exactly. and, your, and your criminality. Exactly. Um, what is, because I don't, I haven't looked at the bill. Mm. What is the best case for like what's wrong with this bill? Like what's it doing that is so egregious? So b- before we get into that, I'm okay. Because I, 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 you, you, you mentioned up the, you mentioned the cost. The, the estimate is $1.5 million. Boy. 1.5 for roughly 60 people. Um, to stay until August 7th. So from July 13th to August 7th for them to stay. And the bulk of that is is housing and food and so forth. Um, 100,000 of that was a private charter jet that, that, they, were, that they were able to get. Um, now, what I, I've tried to, to figure out what the issues were. And, and I, I've tried to put my, my Democrat hat on and, 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 and try to listen to talking points. So m- mainly their talking points, they say, um, so here in Texas, we have a few polling stations within certain areas that are open 24 hours. And so they're saying, we're no longer gonna have polling stations that are open 24 hours. Now, I, I could, you could argue both sides of that. I, like, I could see that, especially in certain areas, you have people who work shift work and if they mm-hmm. work shift work and they're working nights, they're going in at 4, 8, 4 p.m., not getting off till 4 a.m. And you don't want to go vote before you go into work because you you have to be there clocking in at 4 when you're doing shift work. But you have to be there, actually to be there like 3.30. And then you're getting there at the same time everybody else is getting there. And, and so so I could see the argument for that. Like, oh, well, we used to be 24 hours, but now we're actually down to 12 hours. And Eh, I mean, there's an argument to be had there, but that that's an issue. Um, they're saying that uh, there will be no more drive-through uh, voting because Harris County last year d- did a few drive-through voting, so you could drive you could drive up, show them your ID, they give you a ballot, you cast your ballot, hand it back to them, and then drive off. Um, that is huh. what they are saying you don't want to do anymore. Um, and I, I and I honestly think that it was just if you did it, you were only allowed to have one person in the vehicle. Yeah, right. Because no one can see you. Right. And Ex- yeah, exactly. That, that drives up energy costs, quite frankly. Right. It does. Yeah. But hey, you know, the left cares about voting more than they care about energy and climate change. So, okay. I mean, so I, th- that's what I'm getting. Um, and so. And again, like because in Harris County, with as big as it is now, I will say so like Texas, we have early voting for two weeks, 
But in cities as large as Houston, even if you early vote, even if you vote on the day of election, you're waiting in line for a long time. I mean, Houston is the fourth largest city in the United States. Its population is ridiculously huge. And so, I mean, you're waiting four or five hours in line to vote, depending on which polling station you're going to and so forth. Um, They're also getting rid of, what was the other one? There was um, the idea of, man, I I can't remember the the third one that that was big. They were talking about, oh, the um, drop ballots. They were talking about they they weren't going to have as many as many sessions as as many drop ballots um, stations to to uh, around the state. They would have they would be centralized to where people can actually go and do those things. Um, and then the uh, the you would have to instead of them doing a mass mail out of votes to people of voting ballots, you would have to request them. And so the, those are the biggest issues that they are having with, with with this bill. Now, I've gone through it. And again, I've tried to put my Democrat hat on. And I really I could you could argue a few things, but I don't think you're suppressing any of the votes, especially with a lot of the things that it allows within these with 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 with, with, with within the bill. So one of the things that it says is. So normally early voting is typically seven to seven. So you, you get 12 hours um, of in, in, in your standard area, seven, seven a.m. to seven p.m. on Monday through Saturday. And then early voting on Sundays, probably like 12 to five or so. Um, now they've extended it to 12 hours. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, tw- uh, not, not 12 hours. That's I'm sorry. 16 hours. So 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. is when early voting will be. So you've taken away the 24 hours, but you in, in some areas, but you've given more as far as you, you've added more out more, more hours to other people. So I feel like to me, that's a wash. Like yeah. I get that. That's a wash. They have lessened the threshold. So it says it says um, the bill lowers the population threshold for counties required to provide at least 12 hours of early voting each weekday for the second week of early voting state elections. So it right, currently it's a hundred thousand. If your city has less than, has less than a hundred thousand people, uh, has a hundred thousand, has hundred thousand people in there. Sorry. I can't speak right now. Um, if your population is less than a hundred thousand, then you don't you don't you your county doesn't have to provide you 12 hours they can give you eight hours in a day um they're lowering that threshold to thirty thousand. now i get there are there are a lot of cities that are um that that are in in texas that have less than thirty thousand people but every county has at least i would say i would say arguably two or three cities that are above that thirty thousand dollar threshold and that's in one of the bills. We're not talking about the other one. So that's the other one has 55,000 or so, which typically they negotiate and they probably go with 30,000. So again, I, I'm still trying to find the, the ability to, to, um, to keep p- people from voting. I'm, right. I, I, so far, I haven't found anything yet. There's one thing that, that, I, that people are using that is that could be an issue but again when you actually read the bill it's not even what they're saying yes that that's what that was my main concern is when mm. you were listing them i thought okay well the tw- yeah the, the you're cutting the hours that people can vote that's mm. that i can have i'd have problem with or i can see someone having a problem with because if you're a shift worker you might be lower income although not necessarily if you're a doctor right right um but you know i can i can see i can see how that might preclude some low-income individuals from being able to vote conveniently however right. if you're actually in the aggregate extending the amount of, of time that someone has to vote and you're opening up more windows for voting. Um, I don't, I don't see how that's, you know, barring people from voting. And uh, again, the whole having to request a ballot thing being somehow discriminatory. I don't understand that. I do not understand that. Is the implication that certain people are not in, are just like not able to request a ballot? Um, because that's, that's the only way in which that would be discrimination. Uh, it's not hard to request a voting ballot 
at all. It's it's really not. Um, it, it takes it, it takes less time to request someone to mail you a ballot than it does to pay your electric bill. <laughs> yes, it's it really yes. does not take any time. Um, so that that's strange to me, and I do know for a fact that there are there are errors that are made. Sometimes people are mailed multiple ballots, right? Uh, and you know that's and sometimes people are mailed ballots uh, for the previous homeowners, right? Uh, who maybe haven't canceled their voting registration. Uh, so that that is that's that's a problem, and that is a known source of mm. of you know I I anecdotally have have heard of that happening, and uh, that is that is a concern. Yeah, the rest I, I don't see it. Um, yeah. I, I don't I don't see the problem. However, I would presume that if there were an issue it would be nice to be able to debate that issue rather than run away for $1.5 million. By the way, can, can I do the, can I do the woke math with that? Oh yes. Uh, couldn't they give uh, every, every citizen in, in Texas a million dollars with that money? <laughs> that's how that works. Right. That's, that's that woke math for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Every, you could have gotten one, $1 million every single person in Texas, but exactly. instead they, they went to DC. Exactly. Exactly. There, 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 there is one that, um, that, that, that I find interesting and it's, it's, um, they are, they now want the poll watchers to have a little bit more free range within the, within the, the, the voting areas. So, so instead of, so right now, and, and I've never run into this, but, um, right now your poll watcher is limited to where they can go, but, like like you have to be within the the general area of where they're passing out the ballots and in texas everything is electronic for the most part so like mm -hmm. you're not really passing anything out um so so you have to stay in that area whereas now they're able to kind of move that they have a little bit more free range they can go everywhere except where people are actually voting so so Democrats are saying, oh, well, the people can now look over your shoulder with your voting and, and, and hear if you have something to say and yada, yada, yada. Like, no, no, they can't. They can't. And, I, and I've been voting in Texas for roughly since, since 2004. Um, so I'm sorry, 2006. That's when I turned 18. I don't know how old I am. Um, since 2006. So every place that I voted, it has all been an open room. Even when I moved to Nashville, I lived in Tennessee, it's all been an open room and it's been, everybody says, be quiet, you can't speak, it's all electronic and you cannot have anybody over your shoulder. When you go into a polling station, every place that I've, that I, that I've gone to, you cannot leave. You, you can't leave, you can't leave and come back to that computer, you can't do anything. And this is all that they're doing is saying, we're just making sure that people are doing what they're supposed to be doing in these areas. And so, that's another talking point that that they'll use and say, oh, well, people are looking over your shoulders, trying to trying to change your vote and this, that, the other. I'm like, no, that's not what's happening. That's not at all. They're just saying that they now have more free range because let's say you, you do have the paper ballot somewhere and you see somebody over there messing with them. You can go over there and say, hey, why are you messing with these ballots? That 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 is the 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 language of, of that specific bill to to address that issue. Now, again. Do 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 I think that Texas has this rampant issue of of dealing with ballots and whatnot? No. Again, most places I even live in a rural area right now, it's still electronic. Everything we do, we go to a screen and I click a button and it and I push who I want to vote for. And it lights oh, wow. up in and it lights up in like a, this little, it's like it now highlights it so it's black with white lettering and say, is this a person? Click next. And then you hit next and it's the next person. You know, I have never voted uh, electronically because really? yeah, I, I've seen people vote electronically, like with the, when they used to allow kids in the voting booth. Uh -huh. I, I've seen my parents vote electronically, but I, I'm a nomad. So I've always voted absentee. Oh, OK. Um, and the only time that I ever could have voted uh, with a paper ballot was or sorry, with a, uh, with an electronic ballot Um on election day, I lost my driver's license. 
And wow. so and so now people say you can't vote without it. You absolutely can vote with it without a driver's license. So I went to the polling place and I told them what happened. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I can prove who I am. There's my social security card, you know, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you need. And they said, well, we can't. We, what you can do is you can fill out a provisional ballot. Yep. And so they handed me and for people who don't know, provisional ballot is kind of like a, a, a retroactive absentee ballot. So it's 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 counted in the event that that the election is very close, just like they do with absentees. Mm-hmm. So um, they handed me another paper ballot. And I said, that's miss miss my shot. I just got to fill that out. Thank it. So, yeah, there it is. But I, I, I just like vote. I I've know I've said this before. I probably won't ever vote again. And I got a, I got a lot of flack. For, for saying that, um, especially for my wife, but, um, and I, I just, I, I, whatever you can do to make sure that the people who are voting are actually voting, I'm okay with. Um, I think elections have been rigged for a long time. Outside of 2016, um, I, I think, I think elections have been, have been rigged one way or the other. I'm not saying that it's massive election fraud and whatnot. Right. Don't get, don't start saying that Maurice thinks that Donald Trump won by a landslide and this, that, and the other, cause that's because I don't have evidence for that. So I don't speak in absolutes on that. So, but you, you, you did mention something about, uh, about, um, your, your social security and whatnot. That's another thing that they, if you vote by mail and you don't have a driver's license, they're now asking you to provide the last four of your social. And that's another thing that keeps people from voting because people don't have a social security number. And so you have to go out and get a social security number to provide that. And not everybody knows the last four of their social and they don't know how to find that information. So um, I'll put the words in their mouth for them. Um, People of color are too stupid to figure out the last four of their social. And so they think that, um, that people of color won't vote anymore because they don't know the last four of their social. They, they can't vote by mail. They think boomers don't know the last four of their social. When I'm pretty sure every single boomer knows their social back and forth, they I'm, know it better yeah. than I do. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm pretty sure my dad knows like every social security number of every member of his family. And he's right. Like, it's, it's a weird boomer thing. Like they just know social security numbers. They're very good at that. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, but, but all the icing on the cake with all of this, is that they all go to DC and they're all vaccinated and they're not wearing masks. And then all of a sudden, uh, f- I think five members of the, of, of, of the, of the nearly 60 people that left all caught COVID. Like, and I thought that was super interesting. And then you have one of the representatives talking about how we need to mask up in Texas. And you're like, isn't this you on the plane without a mask? Like this you? Like yeah. exactly. So th- that meme's been going around here in Texas. But but Great. like that's literally the icing on the cake. And and I know here in Texas they're not having any of this more shutdown stuff. But I hear that in the People's Republic of California, the great state of California, things are things are going slightly different. Slightly different. So there's there's no shutdown yet, although you know everything's possible, right? Um, yeah, so the first of all, some numbers on the on the Delta variant, um, or in fact, just COVID in general. For California, there are there is a rise in, in LA County, there's a rise in positive COVID cases. As we know, people can test positive for COVID and be completely asymptomatic. It happens quite a lot. Um, there is, we're not seeing a we're not, I think the rolling average or the seven day average for deaths, uh, I think this is the entire state of California is nine people from COVID. It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. Wow. Nine yeah, people. That, no, it's a pandemic. But yeah, we're still in a pandemic, people. Come on now. When nine people die in a week, it's a pandemic. Yep. Um, and so, so then that, that's not even just LA County. That's the entire state. California's a big state. Yeah. I don't know if you know, it's like the entire West coast in America, almost not quite is California. Yeah. Um, nine people in nine. seven days, not one, not in one ro- day. Rolling seven. seven days. Yeah. Um, and so now obviously because we have a pandemic, um, this is cause for the LA Department of Public Health 
to uh, require that people, regardless of vaccination status, begin to wear masks indoors again. Now, here's the thing. Uh, how can the LA Department of Public Health do this, you ask? Well, it's because there has been an emergency power. There, that, that, that Gavin with the good hair has emergency powers. Um, I, I feel like emergency powers uh, are completely unconstitutional, by the way. And if there is a, actually a, a national or state emergency, uh, and you do need to to declare uh, to declare some kind of emergency provision, uh, that should immediately subject you to uh, trial after your tenure. Yep. Um, for violation of the oath of office. Um, so anyway, Gavin with the good hair has an executive order. And what this allows people under him to do is it allows unelected bureaucrats, such as the LA County Department of Public Health, to pass orders, not laws, as we've discussed. These are not laws. And so when people say it's the law, you have to wear a mask. Actually, it's not. It's an order, Yep. which is really, really, that's a much uglier word yeah. in the US. But yep. that is exactly what it is. It's not a law. It's an order. Um, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, listen to the previous episode, episode 10, I believe, and you guys, you, you'll know exactly what, what we talk about when we talk about the, the, the difference between an executive order and a law. Right. So uh, Governor Good, Good Hair could end this tomorrow. Uh, he could end it today, quite frankly. And he could say, okay, emergency orders are revoked. And what that would do is it would immediately nullify any emergency order passed under his emergency powers. So he could change all this uh, mm -hmm. right now. Um, he has not, of course. Uh, and he's, I, I, I don't, I honestly feel like this is, this might be one of those things that maybe at the last minute he changes it right before they're the recall vote. Mm -hmm. So he can be the good guy that comes in. Um, and then immediately thereafter reinstates this this emergency order because, well, the only thing that we can be certain of is uncertainty. I sound like I've had COVID for seven years. I, I, I don't understand his, like, it just gets more and more like a bad Batman impression. Uh, <laughs> his hair is great, though. Right. So so no one, uh, no one can be inside uh, indoors without a mask. What's interesting is that the LA sheriff, however, has refused to uh, to enforce this. Hmm. He's put out a statement. He said, look, LA, De LA Department of Public Health wants to, wants to use their own resources to enforce this. Great. Mazel tov. Uh, we're not going to because you defunded the crap out of us. So we don't have these resources to police whether or not somebody's got a chin beard, you'd be like dangling oh. under like a, we're, we're gonna go and actually, we're gonna take care of other stuff. So he's, so there's no teeth to this. Um, like, and in oh, fact- Oh, how the roosts yeah. have come to chicken or the chickens have come <laughs> home to roost, whatever. That's freaking hail. awesome. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, I, I'm, I'm hashtag resisting um, because this is, this is crap. And I have seen people uh, indoors either not wearing masks or they've kind of got like a little, kind of got it pulled down. Mm -hmm. Like they're not taking it seriously anymore. And to people's credit or to store owners credit, there's, there hasn't been any, any chaos, any cacophony that I've seen. But again, um, I, I am continuing to hashtag resist because there is there is no reason to we're not hashtagging this together. There is none of this anymore. This is this is a desperate power grab. Mm -hmm. And what it feels like to me is it just feels like an attempt to how did all this start? It was it was until we flattened the curve. Mm -hmm. Then it was until we slow, slow the spread. Mm -hmm. Then it was until we have a vaccine. Yeah. Then it was until all the vulnerable have been vaccinated. Yep. Then it was until everyone who wants to be vaccinated has been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I feel like where we're going now, we've got a couple more steps. We've got until we can track the unvaccinated, until everyone has been vaccinated, mm -hmm. until people say no, this will continue to happen. Right. And we know this because it happened after you know you see the rise of the surveillance state after 9 11 mm -hmm. um and even if you even if some of those measures were necessary you know i i've 
as I've just recently been Snowden pilled. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to issue an apology just to Edward Snowden for uh, just thinking he was another, you know, crazy radical anarchist trying to destroy the world and, uh, you know, releasing state secrets. It's not what happened at all. Um, We, we know the, um, the massive surveillance grab that, that created mm-hmm. we saw the same thing happen in 2008 with the financial crisis and monetary policy measures completely ratcheted up what 9-11 did to the surveillance state what 2008 did to the central bank apparatus COVID-19 is doing to the public health apparatus and mm-hmm. so to the surveillance apparatus definitely now so I, I, I do I, I haven't mainly because I've been, I'm maybe living in a bubble. Um, and it, it's, it just shows that if you don't pay attention to a lot of the news, then you don't, you, you don't even know that we're still in a quote unquote pandemic with nine people dying a, a, every seven days um, or sorry, a, a rolling seven day cycle, rolling seven days of nine people dying. Um, now, again, I don't, I don't want anybody to die, but mm-hmm. I, I hate to break it to everybody nobody's getting on this other side of life. Like that's not, we are not Enoch. <laughs> like, like, like that is not who we are. We are not Elisha. Elisha okay. Elijah, we, yeah. we are not, neither of the, neither of those two people, nobody else is getting on this side of life. Okay. I'm just letting you know, but again, I like, 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 so I, I'm not, I'm not downplaying any of that. But one thing I have noticed is, when people talk about cases, instead of saying the number of cases, they're now talking percentages. Mm-hmm. And it's so, and, and cause I was having this, I was having a conversation with, with somebody the other day. And, and I was like, think about that. You're, you are now talking percentages instead of actual numbers, because if let's say you had 20 active cases and then all of a sudden the next day it went from 20 to 30, you're going to say, we had a 50% increase in cases and everybody's like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But if you actually said the numbers, you'd say 10 more people got COVID like which one sounds more, which one sounds scarier, which one sounds like, okay, I can control people because of this, when you talk in percentages, if you listen to the verbiage in which people are speaking today in the very beginning, it was deaths. It went from deaths to cases and it would, and you would know the number of cases each and every day. We had three thousand new cases today. We had this many new, like it was a number amount. And then, and and then you go from number of people vaccinated to now you're going percentage of Americans to be vaccinated. And now you're saying percentage of new cases that we're seeing on on, on a daily basis. Percent, hey, our deaths increased two hundred percent. It's because you, it's because you went from from two to four or to six like that's why you know and, and so and and so when 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 people are saying these things like pay attention to how they're describing what's happening what numbers are they using are they using percentages are they actually using numbers if they're not using anything but numbers i, I mean even with numbers they can manipulate you but if they're if they're using percentages i guarantee 100% they are probably trying to trying to manipulate you to think the way that they're thinking because of what's now again I could be wrong and they could it could be going from from 200,000 to 300,000 I don't know I don't think that's the case but I, because I feel like if that was the case they would say we have a new we have a hundred thousand new cases today yeah. um but so so I think because we're dealing with smaller numbers, they want to deal with percentages to scare people even more. So I, I I just I I find that interesting when when I listen to people talk and I'm reading different articles. It's always percentages. Yeah. It's always percentages. It's never actual dollars. Or, uh, dollars. Sorry. It's never or, actual or numbers. <laughs> that, that shows you. That shows you. I'm I'm a financial guy. Everything I deal with is in dollar dollar amounts or whatnot. So um. It's 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 interesting. Now none of that is happening in Texas. Um. At least not to my knowledge. If it is. Texans are, are we, we haven't been obliging since God knows when and and school is about to start up so we'll we'll see how these how this new variant is going but I just find it interesting 
It is interesting, and that's an excellent point. And it, it is actually really hard to find data on deaths and hospitalizations. Um, it's now just cases, and case numbers can't tell you much of anything for the reasons just discussed. You can be asymptomatic and test, and test positive, happens a lot. You be vaccinated and test positive because uh, the vaccine has a, is, is less effective at keeping you from contracting it. It just keeps you from becoming symptomatic. Um, and so now everyone's freaking out about about the, the vaccines evidently not working because there's there is a rise in cases. That doesn't mean the vaccines don't work. That means that the vaccines actually are working because people are getting they're getting tested and they're testing positive and they're not symptomatic. Um, it's really difficult to to pull data on hospitalizations and deaths, partly because again I, I disclosed what the death rate was at the time that this new. Uh, that this this new mandate what or this old new mandate was announced um there were no hospitalizations in la county uh no new hospitalizations um so that was interesting to me and i also found it interesting that it was announced on a thursday as we know you announced the bad news right before the weekend mm. um which was also right before right after the deadline to file an injunction to have it overturned that week so very very smart that's wow. a little cagey that's great um and it was it was filed or it was announced because there's gonna be such a big emergency we have to do this right away on saturday <laughs> immediately That's, on saturday i so 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 when, when all this started going down one of the guys one, one of my one of my other buddies he he lives in he lives in los angeles and he he made a facebook status about it and talking about it, and i literally made that same exact comment i was like it's so it's so important it's so crazy it's such an emergency that we give you 48 hours to comply as opposed to you need to do it right now how right. much sense does that make like it's so important guys you got to make it happen takes 48 hours to print the little things that you put on the doors that say it's the law and it's not actually even the law. Oh man. I, I just, I, 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 uh, power to you for, for being able to, to, uh, uh, trek out your stay in the people's Republic of California. I just I, look forward to voting in the recall. That's... Oh man, I'm excited for that. I, 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 I don't know. Um, uh, I wish I could go vote. Um, over there, even though I, t I tell everybody I'm done voting, I like that is just like if if he like legit like is done, and they put oh. somebody else there. I mean, I'm curious. I don't know with the candidates that that are going to be there. That, there are a lot running again. Yeah, I've, I've but I, I've heard like four or five um, of them of different ones interviewed when I saw. I think it's gonna be interesting. The way the way it works, though, is you have to have so there are two questions in the recall ballot. The first mm -hmm. is, do you want to recall Gavin with right. good hair? Uh, that is his full name. It's going to say that on the ballot, Gavin <laughs> with the good hair. Um, and so yes or no. And if more than 50 people uh, and then the second question is, you know, who would you replace him with? And mm -hmm. then you have all these people listed. Um, so if and, and he's one of the people listed, which is kind of interesting, but OK, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to recall him and replace him with him. Except his own guy didn't file his party affiliation in time, so he's listed without a party affiliation. Oh, Gavin wow. with good hair, and he's suing him. He's he's suing his own staff. Wow. <laughs> this man is a debacle. Wow. I'm sorry. Anyhow, so the second question is who you're going to replace him with. Mm. Now, if more than 50% of voters answer yes, we should recall him, you don't need to have a... Uh, you, you don't need to have like a majority candidate. Mm -hmm. um, you don't need to have like more than 50% vote for a certain candidate. It's just the plurality. And the oh, second wow. question gets it. So in theory, you could have everyone like write in a different candidate and two people vote for Caitlyn Jenner and Caitlyn Jenner wins. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Not sure how I feel about that. But if it gets Gavin, Gavin with the good hair out, then I probably do like it. So... <laughs> It, 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 it'll be all good. So um, we're going to go into this last, our, our last part. Um, we're going to talk about the great Rand Paul, who has been, who has been phenomenal on this, um, on, 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 uh, on Fauci and, 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 um, and making sure that this guy is, uh, is that this bum as a, cause I'll call him that 
is being called out on a lot of things and being and being um exposed for a lot of things i mean we've seen he's been exposed via the emails a lot of people say that Rand paul has lost his bats his, his bouts with um fauci i say that it's completely 100 false because it's it's always one of the, and Rand Paul just does a great thing. Like anytime something happens and it gets exposed, he'll go to Twitter and just and just yeah. put like this one or two line zinger, and you're just like, dude. I mean, come on now. Now, I I like Rand Paul. I do. I don't think he's as great as his dad. Um, partly because I, I I feel like he he plays the political political game a little more than his dad did, which is, which I get, like, he's a Senator, you know, his dad was representative. His dad was over a specific area. He's over a state. He's trying to make sure that he wins his elections, which, which I get, you know, that's neither here nor there, but we're going to listen to this um, to, uh, I think this is like round six around seven of uh, Rand Paul versus Fauci. If I can quickly just say, I, the last time the two of them met, I do feel like Fashi got out ahead because he was able to uh, to to do the I did not have sexual, I am not having sexual right. relations with Monica Lewinsky right now at this For particular sure. time. We didn't fund this thing. There is no funding right now. Right. This time, Senator Paul gets him back. He does. He does. And and you'll see Fauci try to to weasel out of this. But it doesn't work, so um, I'm interested. Here we go. Let's see. Let me see if I can get this going. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Section 1001 of the U.S. Criminal Code creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress. On your last trip to our committee on May 11th, you stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And yet, gain-of-function research was done entirely in the Wuhan Institute by Dr. Xi and was funded by the NIH. I'd like to ask unanimous consent to insert into the record the Wuhan virology paper entitled Discovery of a Rich Gene Pool of Bat SARS-Related Coronaviruses. Please deliver a copy of the journal article to Dr. Fauci. In this paper, Dr. Xi credits the NIH and lists the actual number of the grant that she was given by the NIH. In this paper, she took two bat coronavirus genes, spike genes, and combined them with a SARS-related backbone to create new viruses that are not found in nature. These lab-created viruses were then to shown to replicate in humans. These experiments combine genetic information from different coronaviruses that infect animals but not humans to create novel artificial viruses able to infect human cells. Viruses that in nature only infect animals were manipulated in the Wuhan lab to gain the function of infecting humans. This research fits the definition of the research that the NIH said was subject to the pause in 2014 to 2017, a pause in funding on gain of function. But the NIH failed to recognize this, defines it away, and it never came under any scrutiny. Dr. Richard E. Bright, a molecular biologist from Rutgers, described this research in Wuhan as, the Wuhan lab used NIH funding to construct novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses able to infect human cells and laboratory animals. This is high-risk research that creates new potential pandemic pathogens, potential pandemic pathogens that exist only in the lab, not in nature. This research matches, these are Dr. Ebright's words, this research matches, indeed epitomizes, the definition of gain-of-function research done entirely in Wuhan, for which there was supposed to be a federal pause. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Your mic, Fauci, your mic. Put it that way. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain 
of function. So what was, let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans, right. you're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, <laughs> you do not know what you are talking. Hold up. Okay. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This guy, it's, it's so, it's, it's, it's awesome how Rand Paul literally had, if, if, if you guys could see the face, his face, we will, we will link this clip in, in our show notes because watching his face when he is getting called on this, it is so awesome. Like he's, he's also sitting next to the most, the, 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 he, okay. There's two. So he's sitting next to a Purell dispenser. Yes. And then three inches away from the Purell dispenser is the most giant container of Purell wipes I have seen in my life. Product placement. Um, yeah, this is, he's got two, just in case one of them fails. That's, that's the booster, <laughs> the Purell booster. Exactly. At least he's not wearing mask this time. Like, like he's, he's not wearing the mask, but he, he's just so mad. He, you can see that he's fuming. And it's just like, and he quote unquote answer. He's he's answered um, the question, but wants to, but wants to keep talking. There's like, there's like another like like two like two minutes of this, and I just love it. It is glorious. Well, um, if he's he literally just said that that's not gain of function, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about. It. Oh my gosh. About quite frankly, and I want to say that officially, you do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function. It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And let's let Dr. Fauci. I have to, well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2, that's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. If it didn't I come from the lab, but you, all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. I totally. This committee resent, will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is molecularly. Those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That you is can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm not obfuscating the truth. Senator you Paul's are the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. The We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because they were they're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And you implying, Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. Have and if anybody and is lying here, Senator, it is you. Okay. So he didn't let him get away. And that was the best thing. I love it. There I was, love it. yeah. Real quick, you, before you we get first. into this, I'm going to read the definition of gain of function research. And then this is Fauci's, this is Fauci's definition. This is the NIH. Yeah. Yes, literally. Okay. So I said, so it is, is a euphemism for bio, for biological research aimed at increasing the, um, I'm hold up. Wait, nope. Sorry. Wrong one is um, gain of function research is medical research that alters an organism or disease in the way that increases pathogenesis, transmissibility, or host range. Literally, 
increases this. And you're starting from the idea of SARS-CoV-2 was never found in humans, never in humans. And now it is. But he's saying that's not gain of function research. And we have and we have now a research paper. This is the closest thing to a smoking gun that you have. You have a research paper that says, hey, here at this lab, we did these two, we did, we took these two um, as a result of this grant, right? This is the evidence that's presented. Someone writes papers as as a result of this NIH grant, and they give the number of the NIH grant. As a result of this grant, we were able to take two bat viruses together such that they became transmissible to humans. Then you go to Fasci's definition, the NIH's definition of gain of function, and it is increasing the, uh, modifying organisms such that it increases the transmissibility. Okay, the question then is, is that gain of function? Fasci says no. And the amount of, I mean, at that stage, all you all you can do is just deny because if if you're the, if you're caught that badly, that's the only thing that you can do. Right. Um, and then he tries to say, "Oh no, no, are you saying that I that that, that these two viruses or that 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 that, that this." particular virus that was created from these two viruses are COVID. And Rand Paul goes, no, he says, you know, that's what you are saying. And Rand Paul says, no, I'm saying that you funded gain of, that the NIH funded gain of function research when you said that it did not. And he says, well, what you're implying is that this is the virus that created the pandemic. And let me give you this evidence that says it's not. No one's saying that. No yep. one is, and I, now I'm actually literally, I just repeated Grand Paul, <laughs> but no one is saying that. And I, I loved that he kept interrupting Fauci and saying, no, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Nobody is saying what you're implying here. You were saying that, that like it's it's because it, it, it's one of those things of like a lot of times, especially when I see like I see exchanges like this, mm-hmm. you, you'll have some representatives or some senators kind of let whoever is in front of them off the hook by letting them continue to talk about nonsense and and answer and address a situation in which uh, they've already answered the question and you can say, no, you're not responding. Like, like I, you've already answered my question. We can move on. And he said, oh, so you said that this isn't gain of function. Okay, well, tell me how. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. And I will say, so as, as many, and I know I, I nerd out, as many as like back and forth that I've seen with like representatives and senators and, and, and when, when everybody comes before Congress, Republicans always let whoever's in front of them off the hook most of the time they never interrupt them they never say okay you've answered my question they never sell these things democrats they they, they never say these things democrats do that all the time they will interrupt whoever their witness is and they will say okay that's my question nope you've already answered it next question they will literally go on go on go on and so this is this is one of the few times where Rand paul is like no that's not what i'm saying I'm saying this. I'm saying that there's a possibility that it came from that lab and you funded that lab. That is what I'm saying. We're not talking about about oh if this is if this is SARS-CoV-2 or this that if these two because you know it's how he start going the two molecular um uh you know viruses this and that he started he started talking about oh well this expert and this expert and this expert talking about something completely different than what Rand Paul was addressing. And Rand Paul's like, no, that's not what I'm addressing. And then, and you know, you've won the argument when the person who is mad and upset starts attacking your character. When he starts saying you're a liar and you're wrong and you don't know what you're talking about. You try to discredit them when, when all they are is asking you a question and you like, he answered the question. He said, no. And then he started attacking his character and you're like, okay, he's already, he's, he's already lost this one. It's gone. And and it's it's similar. And Cuomo does this too. His tell is the word cruel. If Cuomo says that something is cruel, he is lying. It is one of his favorite things to do. If someone if someone asks him about a question that he doesn't want to answer, if someone asks him about nursing homes or sexual assault, it is cruel <laughs> to say that. And and so there are always these really weird tells that that you have. And 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 for in Fasci's case, it's it's attacks on character. It's yep. a deflection. It's you know it's someone. It, it's like if someone says, "Did you take out the trash?" Are you implying that I killed someone? Is that what you're 
no, I'm asking if you take out the trash. I resent that you're the impl this is where you're getting with it. it. It's it's incredible. And you know, you could argue that maybe there wasn't an awareness that that people were fun were uh, conducting gain of function research at the Wuhan lab, uh, except there was, as we know, because of the paper that was written with the NIH grant number in it that said, hey, we did gain of function and it's really interesting. Um, moreover, there was also an investigation conducted um, showing $1.1 million in taxpayer funding that was sent to the Wuhan Institute of Vir Virology. So I bought this, you bought this. And again, yes. I, I'm not saying that, and I, I, there is no evidence. I truly, truly, uh, you know, I, I, I mean this, there is no evidence that this, the virus uh, referred to in the paper is COVID-19. It sounds right. very unlikely that it is. It's that it's gain-of-function research being conducted at a lab where uh, individuals at the NIH were alerted to the fact that there that this and I'm I'm reading a quote now from this report. Um, the American. Uh, let's see. They were. They were alerted to the fact that uh, the, this was a foreign lab that has a history of safety concerns and engages in risky experiments. Uh, I'm looking now to see. Yeah, so the, there was there was a warning put out about the type of not just about this research itself, but about the lab that was conducting this research. They didn't have the proper procedures in place. Right. And this was pretty shortly after the Obama administration shut down gain of function research in the US. And this is when it starts to remind me a little bit of the whole arms for hostages exchange in Iran Contra. Mm. Um, only the guy testifying about it is a lot less cute. Um, <laughs> I still stand. I really, those hearing, oh, he's so dreamy. Um, where the US government wasn't allowed to to fund the revolution in Nicaragua. Mm. So what they ended up doing was they did a swap with other countries and they were able to have other countries arm the revolutionaries through some back channels. It's right. sort of like we can keep our eye on our foreign enemies and what they're doing and not get in trouble on this side of the globe. Right, exactly. I, I just... I mean, it's, I, I think Dr. Fauci is a weasel um, and, and he, he, he was able to weasel his way out of the last, the last um, bout between the two, but he, he, he was, his feet were held to the fire on this one. And, and, and I'm all for it. And, and, and like you said, like, like nobody is saying that this is the exact, um, this is the exact SARS-CoV-2 virus that was created in the lab quote unquote, you know, created or whatnot. I, I, I mean, I, I feel like it's safe to say that, that this was created in the lab, but um, nobody's saying that. What he is saying is you're saying, you said on, was it May 11th, that you did not, you did not fund gain of function research in the Wuhan lab. This is saying that, hey, we were doing gain of function research and here, and here's the grant number that we have. And it came from the, and I like, they're saying it, it is literally like a he said, she said, but he said that it didn't happen. And she said it did. And they had the paperwork to prove that it did. And you're denying it. Like, it's literally just like, uh, hey, is the sky blue? You go outside and say, no, it's not. And you're like, dude, but I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, but no, that's not blue. That's uh, that that's that's like that's like green. That's like a shade of green. You, you're just you're thinking that it's blue, but it's not because we changed it because because according to our de but your definition of says that's blue. No, 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 no. That's not my definition. That's like it's that's literally what he's doing. That's literally what he's doing. He's like, no, we've had and like we've had plenty of people look this paper over and say that it's not gain of function. There are, there are five other people who 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 I pay. <laughs> Who, who are coming out and telling you the sky is not blue. And you're like, but not like everybody else is telling me that it is. I mean, it's, it, it is unbelievable the amount of, and I, I think if anybody can sit here and watch this and say like, 
Dr. Fauci is not an evil person. Like there, there's, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. Like this guy is gaslighting one on one. Like everything that you need, everything that you can think of, every trigger word that the left uses, this, that, or the other is is literally this guy. He is doing everything. He's calling you a liar to your face, telling you that you're wrong, telling you that you're spreading pop propaganda, misinformation, and yada 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 or whatnot. And he's literally just telling you, nope, it's okay. It's okay that I'm lying in front of everybody and you're too stupid to realize. He's also literally denying science. Can can we can we dwell on that for a second? <laughs> With his little lived experience of gain of function, he's he's not he's denying the science that's but written remember, in the research paper. He is science though. So if you, oh, so if you disagree right. with him, then you disagree with science because he is science. I am the science. Yes. It's per, it's, it's exactly. amazing. He's he a doctor, doctor science. Yes. Um, doctor science is denying science. So he's denying his own definition of science. He is. And he's denying the science that was funded by his science um, because the science has evolved. Exactly. As we know. It is. What it's it been is. science. But power to Rand Paul, man. I, I appreciate what that guy is doing as a senator. I, I really do. I don't agree with everything that he's done, but everything that he's done around around this this um a, a, around Corona, coronavirus and SARS-CoV-2 and, and all that stuff. I I applaud him for that. I, I really do, because it, it takes a lot for you to stand up um, against the media as powerful as they are. And it's proven over these past 18 months how powerful the corporate media actually is. Um, so I, I, I give all power to him and, uh, and and everything he's done as a senator. Um, I'm grateful to live in his dad's district, um, which is awesome. I wish he was still my representative for for, for the state of Texas, but unfortunately he's not. Um, but he's he's doing he's doing some some great things um, up there. So, anything else about this lovely exchange or anything we've talked about today? We're, we will continue to keep the People's Republic of California in our thoughts. Yes, and thoughts and prayers always. <laughs> I, I would I would add briefly because I, I think, you know, it's always important because I don't like to conspiracy theorize. So just sure. to ask, OK, why would this if if they were funding this research, why might it have seemed like a good idea? Mm. And I think there are a lot of arguments for why it seems like a good idea that we're able to get that we're able to get insight onto what one of our foreign adversaries is doing mm-hmm. uh, in terms of bioengineering. And again, I'm not, I don't think this was an intentional bioweapon. Right. I'm not saying that, but this is a type of bioengineering. Um, if we're able to get insight into that, that's incredibly valuable, especially if we can't do the same type of research here. Exactly. So I'm not saying this was a completely evil intention. Of course. I think that it's incredibly, it's incredibly uh, insidious now and deceptive now. And it just shows you the self-interest of, the, of sure. these people not to admit wrongdoing. Right. Which always happens. Exactly. Exactly. Now, even though that, uh, that altercation between Fauci and Rand Paul was not civil, um, there are times where, 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 where civility is not required, and I feel like that is one of them, one of them for sure. However, that being said, um, we, we, we always appreciate you guys listening to us in our, in our awesome um, banter back and forth um, and us being civil most of the time until we talk about things that are, that are like fuming, like me with, with, um, with something that we haven't talked about yet, but the new inflation, the new CPI oh, yeah. and so forth. Um, or whatnot, or, or I know Amanda gets get, gets gets a bit frustrated with with Gavin with the good hair, or whatnot. But we we have these conversations because if we don't have them, nobody else will, and nobody else will try to come to an understanding. So, um, with that being said, remember follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Uh, if you love what we're doing here, please 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 subscribe to our podcast on Apple, and leave us a rating and review. That is what pushes the algorithms. Um, we do this because of our listeners. We do this because of you. We are here because we love what we love this, and we, we love being able to to talk about things that are happening, things that pertain to you. Um, I, I know in, in our pre-show, I talked with Amanda about. I hate talking about COVID. I I cannot stand talking about it, but it's not going away, and this affects everybody. Like this does. This affects everybody, and so we talk about things these things because it does affect people. Vaccines affect you. How vaccines are rolled out affect you. Um, what Dr. Fauci says, what 
what Dr. Fraud says, what Dr. Fr- of Fraudy, what, however you want to pronounce his name, Fashy. doesn't matter. Fashy, yes. How, whoever, however, whatever he says impacts your life. It does because exec, I'm not going to say laws, executive orders are built off of what he says. And so um, he's responsible for these things. So we talk about these things because they directly affect you. So um, know that we are all about here, you taking control of things and, and how can we change? How, how can we change people? We change people first by engaging with them and speaking to them uh, civilly. We don't beat them over the head with anything or, um, unless it warrants that because self-defense is appropriate in times of action. It really is. So um, I'm not telling you to go beat somebody over the head right now unless it's in self-defense. So um, do, a, but again, remember, um, that's what we're here. We're here to make sure that, that we push push civility, excuse me. Um, and we want to do that by making sure that you guys write ratings and reviews on Apple. Um, follow us on Spotify, wherever you catch your, your, your podcast. Um, please, please, please let us know how we're doing. Um, if you, if you want to to give us a topic to discuss, shoot us an inbox on, um, on Twitter or on, uh, on, on Instagram, shoot us a DM. We'll respond to you. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we, we respond in, in a timely manner to, to be able to, to, to discuss things or whatnot. So, but until then, until next time, guys, um, thanks again for all that you guys do for this show. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys and y'all be easy.